Hey mama, welcome to the Raw Mom Life Podcast, where we talk about the rawness of motherhood and marriage, from mental health to habits and everything in between, all with vulnerable talk to allow you the space to know you're not the only one. My name is Amber Wilfert, mama to three girls, just doing my best every day, even if my best looks different every day. Get ready to laugh and sometimes cry, but always with a good cup of coffee. Let's go. Hey mama, welcome back to another episode of the Raw Mom Life Podcast. Recently, I was asked about why we go to church, where we go to church, and I just kind of asked her to clarify a little bit more, and the specific questions she gave me were like, do you go every week? Are you still Catholic? How do you incorporate church into a busy lifestyle? And like, how do you balance it all? And it just had me thinking a lot lately about it, and I decided to come over to the podcast and record an episode that really feels raw and vulnerable and just not easy to share with you, and it shouldn't be that way. (laughs) My faith should be the easiest thing to share with you because I am very much in love with my faith and with the Lord, and it's hard to talk about these things sometimes in this world that is just so sinful and ugly and contradicting. And so I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm here to just share my story with you and uh, maybe it will encourage you and make you think about your own faith because I really appreciated this question. I appreciated her asking me because it is good for us to do an internal examination sometimes of why we do what we do. Why do we go to church every week? Is it just because that's what we're supposed to do? Why do we pray before a meal? Why do we say yes to certain activities and not others? No matter what it is, whatever facet of our life, it is good for us to internally look at that occasionally and say, does this align with who I am? And so I've been thinking a lot about it. And yeah, I mean, my faith is the core of who I am. And I was born and raised Catholic. My husband was as well. Our kids have been as well. And when the kids were little, Uh, I will be straight up honest and say there were some weeks I left and thought, what just happened? I like literally don't know because I was too busy chasing a toddler. And oh man, when my second daughter was a baby, she was colicky. And so (laughs) I was either nursing her, we were calming her. It was not easy, right? You're nursing a baby and chasing a toddler and like then you have another one. I will say that there were some weeks that we left that I was just grateful I received the Eucharist. What is the Eucharist? You don't might not know if you're not Catholic. And it's essentially communion in the Catholic Church. And we have communion every week. And the Eucharist is based off of Jesus' teaching about from the Last Supper. And this is my body. This is my blood. And we believe in the real presence of Jesus in communion, in the Eucharist. It is this, the heart and soul of the Catholic faith. So I was just like, remember feeling like, well, at least I received the Eucharist. Like, I don't know what the readings were about today, but whatever. And I will say too, um, there was one point in time when we met another family in church with a bunch of littles, just like us, and we invited them out of the cry room. And I know that this is a common practice for a lot of churches to have a cry room, to have a nursery, to have, you know, Sunday school during mass And our viewpoint, mine and Clay's, was always that I want, we want our kids in church so they know how to be in church from little on. 
so that they know that this is part of our faith and not just like missing that part and then all of a sudden they're teenagers and they're welcomed in. One thing I love about our priest, our pastor, is that he loves and appreciates the chaos. And so I don't feel judged, which I know can be hard sometimes when you have a priest or a pastor who doesn't like all of that additional noise or maybe the elders of your church don't like that additional noise. And I just think, man, it is important for those babies to be in there to learn about Jesus themselves, to learn not just about Jesus, but about the community, right? Jesus always taught about the community and he was always in a community it is so important to our faith too. So anyway, we invited this family to come and sit up front with us because we sat in the front row with our kids so they could see. It really did help. They were worse as far as their behavior went when we couldn't see. When they couldn't see, they're so little. And even now, it does kind of drive them crazy when they can't see because they're so used to being in the front and being able to see what's happening up at the altar and, and such. Anyway, they came and sat with us and they still sit with us and it's it's just wonderful. Like we have a kind of little group of of a few families with all of our children and we just we used to call ourselves the circus like when all of the kids were little the youngest is now four I believe of of all of our kids and the oldest is Sylvia she's 12 uh, my oldest but you know there's probably (laughs) nine 12 depending on who's there kids and it's just oh gosh there's more than that please give me math direction here. Um, There's probably 12 or 15 kids. But anyway, so it, I mean, it was just, it was just chaos. But I think that really helped us to learn to love going to church, to love our church community and feel like part of a community was connecting with other families. So if you can do that in your church, Find other families who have littles and just introduce yourselves and start connecting because it does feel like that special connection really helps connect you to your parish, to your church. And I will say, like, I know it's not easy to be at church and it just has to be a choice. It has to be a choice of you saying, I might not get something out of Mass today, but maybe God's going to speak to me during this, this service that even through the chaos of getting the kids through this service, that I'm going to hear something that's going to just change my outlook on something. It's going to really inspire me in some way. It's going to just hit home. And we don't know that unless we attend, right? And I know that um, one thing that came out of the pandemic was all of these online services and they still continue to this day. Uh, as Catholics, we really believe in the power of being present at Mass. And I will tell you that, again, coming back to that community piece, you don't get that community piece if you watch church online. And, uh, you know, it's instilling those values in your kids. Like Sunday mornings are for church. We go to church on Sunday mornings in hopes that when they grow up and they're adults, they also feel that call to be a part of a community, to to go and to worship God. And that's what Mass or your church service is about. It's about worshiping the Lord. It is about that community building that happens when you attend 
church, not just watch it. And so anyway, I just, I love that community aspect of it. And we have been at our church now for 12, no, not quite 12 years, 11 and a half years. And man, every time I go, it just feels like home. It feels like family. And I have met some of the most amazing people in my life because of my church. I have gotten involved in different groups and ministries. Um, My kids have met incredible people and they have really started to dig into their faith because they're attending youth group and they're singing in the choir. And you got to think sometimes in the long run, okay? Do you want your kids to have faith as part of their life when they're adults? And it really starts young. And I'm not trying to guilt you into going to church. I'm really not. These were just thoughts of of processing for me when I was a young mom with young babies because I know it's not easy I know it I see you mama I see you you just have to decide is my faith a priority is going to church every week a priority is being part of a community of believers a priority for me And again, I'm not trying to guilt you. Those are legitimate questions I want you to think about. Because if your answer is no, then maybe that there's some faith building that can be happening in your own heart. If your answer is yes, (laughs) there's some faith building that needs to go on in your own heart. Because why aren't you going? Or why aren't you involved? Why? I mean, you can always go deeper in your faith, literally no matter what stage of life you're in, no matter what stage your faith is in. And I just want to challenge you to think about where is your faith and why do you believe what you do? Why are you clinging to your faith? Why are you turning away from your faith? And I know that, you know, as a Catholic Christian, I know the church gets a bad rap in this world because there are a lot of beliefs that go against what Jesus taught us as Catholics. And and our beliefs as Catholics are, are from Jesus' teachings. However, they can go against the world. And I'll just tell you that I have grappled with those a lot myself. I have been digging into why we believe what we do as Catholics and How am I teaching my kids this, right? Because they're getting older and they see some of those bigger issues that are they wouldn't see when they're so little. And you feel like you have a lot of time till then maybe. Like maybe you're in those stages of like little littles. Or you even have like those elementary age kids and you're like, I've got time to to really think about this. You do, but then one day you're in it and you're like, what am I doing? How am I parenting this? And we had a lot of conversation when my oldest went to middle school last year. And they're exposed to a lot more things once they get into those upper elementary years and especially into middle school. And I know it will be even more when they get into high school. And we had to kind of decide how are we teaching our children our values and teaching them to love everybody. And ultimately, we have conversations with them about what we believe as Catholics and why. We also have conversations with them about how it is not our place to judge people for the way they live their life, for their sin, for their the good that they do in the world. It is not our place to judge them. And we love them and meet them where they're at. I'm not saying we have to be best friends with them. But what I am saying is that we will treat them as Christ treated the prostitute. 
we will treat them as Christ treated his disciples, right? It is our place to love everybody and meet them where they're at. Be kind, not judge, pray for them, right? And those are the values that we are really trying to like hone in with our kids. But it isn't easy. Um, Being a Christian in today's world isn't easy. And I will also say this. One of the things that uh, this person who reached out to me said was, you know, I struggle with identifying as a Christian in a society where self-identified Christians preach hate and do just about anything but what Jesus would do. And you know what? Facts. It's hard. AF. (laughs) Like, there are, unfortunately, bad eggs in every nest. And so I I think about it like that. Like if you're stuck on the fact that there are Christians out there who are preaching things that are against what Jesus taught, then you've got to move on. And you've got to look at the good that Christianity does. Or you can literally pertain this to anything in any group. There are bad eggs in every group. Don't you agree? I mean, government and teachers and pastors and police officers like literally any facet there is a bad egg there's somebody who gives that group a bad name but we don't need to focus on those like it's not fair really to really focus on that I saw something on Instagram I don't know weeks a couple months ago it was within the past few months but it has stuck with me and it, it grosses me out There was a mom who was talking about, you know, not spanking your kids. Like, that's abuse, right? And, oh my gosh, I was like sick to my stomach reading some of the comments because there were some Christians on there claiming that it's biblical to spank your kids. And if you believe that, I just am straight up, I do not believe that. I do not believe that at all. I just like was kind of like, what the... What in the heck is this person claiming? It's gross. I'm not going to stop being Christian because of that person. Because again, it comes back to, I'm not here to judge her. I will pray for her. But like, she's not Christianity to me. I know it's not easy to not judge people in like situations where it's against what you believe and like you might be having a hard time not judging Christians for their anti-beliefs and things or because of some of the practices that they have. It is hard, 100%. I am totally human, totally struggle with that comment that I read. However, it's not going to become my view of Christianity. Do you see what I mean? And so if there are people that have really struck you as gross in their acts and claiming it for Christianity, like dig in deeper. What is Christianity actually about? I don't know. Maybe I sound like a hypocrite because on the one end, I'm telling my kids like love everybody, meet them where they're at. And over here, I'm like, this woman said this and that's terrible. Um, but that that's just my humanity showing up right there. And I'm not condemning that woman. I absolutely do not agree with her. But Jesus still loves her. And so it is maybe my role to pray for her. So I don't know. I don't know if this helps um, for you to just kind of think more about 
Why don't we go to church? Why do we go to church? Why am I not involved in my church? What do I believe as a Christian? Do my beliefs fall in line with what Jesus taught us? And I, again, I, I'm so grateful that this person asked me this question because it has really led me to examine myself and my family, our practices. I have been listening to the podcast Catholicism in a Year with Father Mike Schmitz. And that has just really helped me to wrap my brain around what do we believe as Catholics? Because the fact of the matter is, you probably are part of a church where you don't know all of the things that you do or why you do all of the things that you do or why you don't do certain things. Or it, There's always room for our faith to grow and our knowledge to grow with our Christian, Christian faith. So let this episode be a challenge for you. Let it also encourage you that, you know, now I think back to when my kids were little and we were just kind of surviving church and we weren't able to really be involved as much as we are now. Like, hold on, hold on, mama. Like that faith that you are putting into your children during those years is a beautiful thing. And now I've got three kids who are servers. I've got two in choir. I've got kids involved in youth group. I've got kids who are really digging into being part of this community as well, just like Jesus taught us to be a part of that community. And when we go to mass, I mean, we don't even like sit together half the time because, you know, Clay and Sylvia might be ushering and Maria's a server and Carmen was greeting and I'm a Eucharistic minister and like we are involved at this point. And so just, just hold on, okay? Hold on and know that if there is a stirring in your heart, Pray on that and really examine that. Where is that coming from? And is it a Holy Spirit moment where God is calling you back to the church to to attend weekly, to be a part of a community? So I'll just, I'm praying for you. As Father Mike Schmitz always says at the end of, of every episode, I'm praying for you. Please pray for me. And I'm just asking that of you today. Please pray for me on this journey of motherhood and with our faith and, and please pray know that I will pray for you as well as you listen to this episode and you discern what that looks like for you and your family. And I'm going to also say, like, let's pray for all moms because this isn't an easy world to raise children in. And we're all trying to just really do the best we can. And so maybe I'm praying for you. Please pray for me. Let's pray for each other. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Raw Mom Life Podcast. If you love anything you heard today, share it with some family or a friend who might resonate with it as well. I love to hang out on Instagram, so come find me over there for some more laughs and maybe a few tears as well, but always a good cup of coffee. Mama, I appreciate you and never forget, you are never alone.